Again, we have a special guest today, Carrie Holt, who delivered an excellent message at a Vertical Church women's event. And I hope that you'll not only be blessed by this message, but that you'll also uh, take a look at her book, The Other Side of Special. You can go to her website, TakeHeartSpecialMoms.com. To me, it's amazing that God came to earth. He knew what he was going to suffer. He knew that he would be subjected to thirst and hunger and grief when Lazarus died, and his own betraying him, his own best friends denying him to go to the cross to die for our sins so we can have the hope of the resurrection and know that even if everything we desire here on earth, even if all of our longings are not met, they're going to be met someday. So this is where I want to talk about the second part of that definition. Adam Young says we are groaning inwardly while waiting expectantly. So let's talk about what do we do when we're waiting? It's so hard sometimes to be patient and to learn to be patient. So I have what I'm calling the four G's. No, this is not a commercial for a cell phone network. But four G's that I want to share with you tonight. The first G is about grief. This is something that God has taught me a lot about in 14 years of having a child with special needs. Grief is when we name our loss. And in that verse I read at the beginning in Psalms, we pour out our hearts to the Lord. There is an author named Andrew, I can't remember his last name. It's a book called The Life We Never Expected. And it's about he and his wife raising two kids with autism. And he says this, We need to learn, especially those of us from Western cultures where mourning is so understated, how to grieve in a way that gives due weight to what has happened to us. Otherwise, in our attempt to cope with the situation, we can trivialize the pain and so fail to deal with it properly. Why is it important to grieve our losses? I think about what we've lost in the last year or so. Time with friends, relationships, our church community, family, loved ones. So I want you to think about those things that we lost. Have you taken the time to properly grieve that? And what I mean by that is pouring it out before the Lord. Having an honest conversation with him. Naming your losses and grieving over them. Grief is not something we can force. It's something that sometimes happens upon us. But do we take the time to say, God, I'm angry about this. I am upset. This is not fair. This does not feel right. And if you're questioning whether we can talk to the Lord that way, I say, yes, you can. Because you see it in scripture. We see it with David. We see it with Job. You know, when I I read the book of Job early on in our journey with Toby, and I remember at the time I had this very Sunday school version of the book of Job. Here's a man. He has all these wonderful things. He's a great family. He has many riches. And then he goes through all these trials. His family dies. He loses all of his riches. And all of a sudden, God declares that he is great and blesses him again. But when you read through the book of Job, that is not the case. Early on in the book, he even curses the day of his birth. He says, I wish that the night I was conceived, that that night 
would not have happened. And what that tells me is that we have the freedom in our relationship with God to come before him and to talk to him about our hurt and our pain and our suffering. I can tell you the day that I really learned about grieving and I, I lost it on a librarian and at a library in Columbus. <laughs> so at this time, our kids were like six, five, and three, and our older two boys were in our Christian school, and Toby was in a special needs preschool, and he had just been in the hospital for like five days, we, and we left the hospital. We had no reason really why he was in no explanation. And then when we left the hospital, we went to an appointment, found he was going to have to have another surgery. And at this point, I think he had had like 12 surgeries or something. So I'm hurrying around and trying to jump back into life really fast, not properly dealing with my emotions and everything that had happened during that time. And I went to the library and I was honest and my daughter was a toddler. So she had like chewed on the board books. And you think they would be durable, but they really weren't. And so I was honest, and I went in, and this lady was like, well, I'm sorry, that's going to be like $35 or $40, something. Like, library binding and paying for books is really expensive. And of course, I was like, do you know what I've been through this week? And I was like crying, and I told her I was never coming back to that library again. And I didn't. I really have not walked through the doors of that specific library branch since then. Um, But you know what? Later on, the Holy Spirit said, Carrie, you're grieving. You've had to put armor on. You've had to squish down your emotions. You, because you have to advocate, you have to um, be able to think clearly. And honestly, this is going to be part of your journey. His whole life, his whole life. And you've got to learn to come to me when life doesn't turn out like I expect. And what that is, is when you go back to Job at the very end, in Job 42, God says to Job's friend Eliphaz, he says, you need to go and ask Job to sacrifice for you because only Job has spoken rightly of me. And I think, wow, Job said a lot of really crazy hard things in all of his lament and his loss. Why would God say that only Job had spoken rightly of him? And I think it's because he was brave enough to take his griefs and losses to the Lord. So the next G about waiting and how do we wait and how do we have hope while we're waiting for the glory of heaven? The second one is grow. So I think tonight I might be, I know I'm talking to a lot of women who maybe have walked with the Lord a long time and maybe you don't know Jesus yet. Let me encourage you just to take the next step of faith in your life. You cannot withstand the storms if you don't have an anchor. And I think about, I never lived in the South. I don't know if any of you have lived in the South. I've never lived in an area where we have hurricanes, but when the hurricanes are bearing down on those houses, they're not putting their storm windows in. They're not putting their storm shutters on. They might be closing them. But that stuff has already happened. So I really learned in the times of peace when things are calm is when I've got to dig my roots down deep. And 
there's a song by For King and Country called God Forgive Us. And these words, I woke up this morning with these words in my head. And they say this, we've prayed the prayer with no reply. Words float off into the night. Couldn't cut our doubt with the sharpest knife. Oh, God, forgive us. Silence isn't comfortable. We want drive through peace and instant hope. Our shallow faith has left us broke. Oh, God, forgive us. This is very convicting to me because I am one of those people. I want drive through peace. I want to say, God, just give me peace right now. And he just gives it to me immediately. Give me hope right now. And he just gives it to me. But I know that that's not the case. It takes wrestling with him and digging deep into the word of God during the times of peace and trust. So Toby was five. He had a surgery to fix his shunt. (laughs) And a week later, he had seizures. And I, you know how people have a bucket list? I have an unbucket list as a special needs mom. Um, these are the list of things that I don't want to experience with my special needs child. And for some reason, seizures were on the top of the list. I know a lot of people who have epilepsy and they, they deal with this on a daily basis. But for some reason, it was just very scary to me. And we woke up early one morning. We have nursing care in our home. And our nurse was yelling. We had to call an ambulance. We came to the hospital. We're in critical care in the emergency department. And he starts seizing again. And this time, it lasts four to six hours. And they can't get it to stop. And my baby, who didn't speak until he was almost three, because of the trach, you lose the ability to speak. I didn't know if he'd wake up. And I didn't know if he would wrap his arms around my neck again and tell me he loved me. And it was really scary. And I remember thinking, Lord, where are you? Did you turn your back? Didn't you know this was on my unbucket list? I did not want this to happen to me. Were you looking the other way? Because really, Lord, this slipped past you. And through some encouragement of a friend, I was reminded that God wasn't looking the other way. I had to look back at his character. I had to look back at all the things that he had carried us through and be reminded that God had prepared us for that moment and that he was going to be with us yet in this fire too. And I remember thinking, haven't I proved my worth to you, God? Haven't I already been faithful? I think sometimes when we walk through difficult things, we think we get a free pass on future sufferings, and that's not the case. I think most of us know that, but for me in that moment, I was like, wait, wait, we did our time. (laughs) We're done. We don't deserve this. But yet God reminds me over and over again that this world is cursed by sin. We are going to experience suffering. There may be harder things even in all of our futures, but God is with us. And so we've got to grow those roots down deep. We have to trust him. And when the fear comes and the doubts come, we need to go back to the word of God and grow and remember who God is and how he's been faithful. This is Pastor Luke Aarons from Vertical Church. You know, I love that you're listening to Meeting with God, but I got a question for you. Are you doing the Christian life in isolation? At Vertical Church Columbus, we live out biblical community not only through our weekend services, but also in grace groups 
These small groups meet across the city weekly to encourage one another and care for one another and study God's word together. You know, if you don't have Christians around you in your journey with Christ, let me invite you to Vertical Church. Go to verticalchurch.life. So the third G tonight that we need to do while we're waiting and to grow our hope and while we're waiting expectantly for the redemption of our bodies is that we need to give thanks. To remember God's character and how he's provided in the past. Sometimes in the situations when I'm just looking so inwardly all the time, I can get really depressed and really angry. And when I compare my situation to others, that happens too. There's jealousy. Oh, this family doesn't know what we're going through. They have no idea what it's like to pack for a vacation with this child where half the stuff in the car is his medical equipment. But the truth is, is that I need to take those moments. And in 1 Thessalonians, it says, in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything. Doesn't necessarily mean we have to be thankful for everything, but in it. There have been times when I have sat in the IC of the hospital and I have just started to make a list. What am I thankful for? And I think sometimes that we're waiting for these big healings to happen, these large miracles, and we don't take the time to look for the small ways that God has been working, the small healings, I like to call them. Sometimes it's just been somebody to take care of our other kids at home so they don't miss soccer practice, so their life isn't completely turned upside down every time he ends up in the hospital. So I just encourage you to think about those things that you can be thankful for, even in the middle of really hard circumstances, because they are there. They are there. And once we start to focus on the character of God, it turns our perspective from inward to outward, and you'll find that you're praising. You'll find that you are giving him glory, and your hope is building. Your hope is strengthening because you've seen God provide. I can be very black and white. And even today, so my sister had shoulder surgery today. And one of the prayer requests that we had been praying for her surgery came to be. She didn't have a torn labrum in her shoulder. I know this sounds really silly. But we were, you know, family was texting back and forth. And I was like, oh, God answered this prayer. And in my cynical mind sometimes, I'm like, oh, well, that would have happened anyway. But no, God has answered our prayer. He seeks to give good gifts to his children and to provide everything that we need. So the last G about hope is glory. So I used to be a teacher, if you couldn't tell, and I homeschooled my four kids and so that teaching is still on me. And so I love definitions, which is why I wanted to give you this definition of hope. But glory means great praise and honor. And so while we're waiting, can I just encourage you to, first of all, that you are an image bearer of God. And you know what that means? It means the image day, him who God loves. Being an image bearer has far less to do with what we do than it does with what God does and has done for us. We are those whom God loves. 
We are all image bearers. And each of us in this room have a calling. Each of us have a way that you've been specifically wired by God to bear his glory, to honor him and worship him. And I don't know what that is for you, but I know for me, it's been writing and speaking and sharing our story and sharing how God has brought us up out of the miry clay, as Psalm 42 says. He's given me a new song in my mouth. He has given us a song of praise to our God for everything that we've been through, everything that God has carried us through. So when Toby was about two years old is when I felt the call to write. It took many years, but about a year and a half ago, I finally took a step of faith. When I took that step of faith, I joined a writing group, and then I signed up in 2020. And in the middle of 20, so I signed up the fall of, of 2019. Last year, I was a part of a coaching writing group called a mastermind um, that lasted through the whole year. And year, for years, it took me such a long time to take that step of faith because I was waiting for life to be calm. I was waiting for everything to be in their nice, neat boxes with the bows and all of that. And we cannot wait for life to be calm to start living. We can't. We cannot wait for life to be calm to start living out the glory and the calling that God has had on our lives. Do you know that you are a joint heir with Christ? That you are a child of God? That you are a fellow laborer? that you are his beloved. So let me just give you a little bit of an example of how God has used this in my life. So about almost exactly a year ago, literally the night before everything shut down in Ohio, I was speaking at a homeschool group up in Delaware. There was a woman there that night. It was the only time she had ever gone to that homeschooling meeting, but she had specifically asked for a special needs mom to come and speak. And so I was there. It was just a really small group. And as we were talking through that night, she said to me, you know, I wouldn't have time to read a book, but I would have time to listen to a podcast. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. So I just kind of tucked the information into the back of my mind. And then 2020 started, and the week before everything shut down, I was in California meeting these fellow women that I was a part of this coaching, this writing coaching group, and I met two moms that both have kids with special needs. One of the moms has three adopted children and two of them have reactive attachment disorder, hidden disabilities, and fetal alcohol syndrome. And the other one, her son has Duchenne muscular dystrophy. Our kids are very, very different. And they have very different diagnosis, but God put us together. And in six months, we started a podcast called Take Heart. And I don't say that to like give praise to myself, but to show the glory of God. And then just last week, I got a text from that woman who was at that group a year ago, and this is what she said. She said, I feel understood listening to you share each and every podcast. How are you so relatable with our vastly different circumstances? I'm so incredibly grateful for God allowing the opportunity for you to come to speak to the homeschooling group. And it's nice to hear, you know, that affirmation from God. Yes, you're on the right path. Yes, you're doing the right thing. Keep moving forward. Keep taking them steps forward. And so I just want to encourage you. I don't know where you're at in your walk with the Lord tonight, but what is he calling you to do? 
It doesn't have to be big. It doesn't have to be writing or speaking or anything like that. But maybe he's calling you to minister to a neighbor or to continue to disciple your children through motherhood or your grandchildren or your neighbors, your nieces and nephews. We are all called to reflect the glory of God. And he does that through the Holy Spirit working through us. Peter says that we've been given everything we need for life and godliness. Everything we need for life and godliness. And that means even facing this year and all this uncertainty and all the trials. When I was preparing for this night, I was reading through Romans 8, and there's just so much amazing encouragement in this chapter. And if you would humor me, if you would just close your eyes, because I want these words to just sink in. And there's going to be some familiar passages, there's going to be some familiar verses, but I want this to be a, an encouragement, like a cheerleader, like a hurrah, for you to remember that you have hope no matter what you face in life, no matter what God asks you to walk through. For in this hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what he sees? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. For we do not know what to pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself intercedes for us with groanings too deep for words. And he who searches hearts knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good, for those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, Who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not also with him graciously give us all things? Who shall bring any charge against God's elect? It is God who justifies. Who is to condemn? Christ Jesus is the one who died. More than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, for your sake, we are being killed all the day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for all the truth that is in Romans, that nothing separates us from the love of God if we know you. And Father, if there's anyone out there right now who does not know you as their Savior, I pray that they will acknowledge their sin and pray to accept you, that they will believe that you died on the cross for them and that you rose again. 
and ask you to come into their life to be their savior. For these women here who know you, some who have been walking their journey with you for a short time or for a very long time, longer even than myself, I pray, Lord, that you will show them how to walk through, how to have hope in these trials, how to dwell in hope by wrestling with the things that aren't being met, the longings and grieving through that and being honest with you about how hard life is, but then also asking you to be there and to joyously look forward to give thanks, to look forward to your coming to that day when all of this will pass away and we will be with you. And may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening to Meeting with God, the radio ministry of Vertical Church in Columbus, Ohio. We hope you were encouraged in your own relationship with Jesus Christ today. If you would like to hear other messages from Pastor Luke Aarons, please subscribe to our Vertical Church Columbus podcast. There you will find an extensive collection of sermons from Vertical Church worship services and other unique content from Pastor Luke, which will enrich your faith and point you to Christ. You can find the podcast by searching Vertical Church Columbus wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks so much for spending part of your day with us. As always, we hope you'll join us here tomorrow at the very same time for your meeting with God. Meeting with God is the teaching ministry of Vertical Church Columbus. For more information, go to verticalchurch.life.